Yeah, we back with a new episode. Was the Broad Street? You know that we best to show. Sammy Conway every single week. Blowing up the net, it's a goddamn treat. Hey, Philly Sports Talk by the fans, for the fans. Our producer, Shane G, is the GOAT, man. Talking everything that go on here in Philly. Got the intro from my homie, Meek Millay. Burning up the mics, yeah, we don't cap. Now hear the wolves, listen up, it's a rap. Philly! Hello everybody, hello Philadelphia, welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street Podcast. As always, my name is Ryan Conway, and joining me here is my illustrious co-host and wartime consigliere, Sam Glavin. And of course, we have our incomparable producer behind the glass, Seamus G. We love multi-syllabic words here on the Wolves of Broad Street Podcast, but not as much as we love betting with Park Sportsbook, who is our sponsor for the next months and months, I suppose. Go ahead, download their sportsbook app. Go Parks. Look it up on the casino apps. They're all out there. Go on Park Sportsbook. Google it. Sign up with code WOLVES69. That's right. WOLVES69. Go out there. Throw 25 bucks in there. You get a risk-free bet up to $500. Risk-free bet up to $500. And we got to get that out of the way because we want you guys to make your money, especially after because you're going to hear our top-level analysis of the Eagles game from this past weekend, of the Sixers season so far, and moving forward for both squads, as well as maybe a little flyer stock at the end. We'll see how you're feeling. But Sam, you know, here at the Wolves of Broad Street podcast, brought to you by Park Sportsbook, Code Wolf 69. You know, we're a little disappointed in how the Eagles played on Sunday with that 27-24 to 24 loss to the, almost said San Diego, Las Vegas Chargers. Yeah. I mean, and the key, I mean, you know, you can critique the offense all you want, but I think in this episode, we're really going to have to open up with the defense because that is where the wheels really came off. It's when the Chargers had the ball six minutes left. They could, we knew they could do whatever they wanted. And that, that's yeah. just from a whole day of it. So, like, just talk to me about your feelings about the game and, and, and kind of what you noticed. It really, so to me, it came down to a uh, an inexperienced coaching staff, you know, mainly on the defensive side of the ball, as we were just saying. So Jonathan Gannon, um, I am too, you know how I said last week about I'm not coming for anybody's head yet? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm coming for Jonathan Gannon's head now, and I think he should be fired immediately because yes. that was very, very bad. That was bad. It was bad schemes all over the place. That was a game where we should have won. We should have we should have beat that team. That that team was was tumbling, and now, like I said last week, that was a that was a game for the Chargers where they were going to try and turn their season around against the Eagles, and they just did that because you know what better what better way to turn your season around than playing the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, Damn right, just and, like and you did, did say that, yeah. and they did just that. Uh, but when I'm when I'm watching the game, I'm like, holy shit, we we could win this game. Offense was playing very well. I uh, I was happy with Jalen Hurts' performance. I was very happy with uh, Devontae Smith's performance. I was very happy with the run game. Jordan, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott coming in clutch. Uh, but, yeah, the defense was just uh, piss poor, piss poor. And I I have no one to blame except for the, uh, the defensive coordinator and Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. I mean, there are just so many things wrong with it. And it, it all really comes down to right now, especially with this defense – Sure, our soft coverages are killing us. That is, like, obviously one of the number one issues. But something else that uh, pretty much any Eagles fan, you know, that knows a thing or two about football can see, we can't get to the quarterback. We didn't make Justin Herbert. I think we had one QB pressure, and that ended in a, in, in a roughing the passer or a personal foul. That was a 15-yard penalty. 
towards the end of the game. So that is unacceptable. We have what I thought was supposed to be one of the top five defensive lines in all of the NFL, and we can't get a hit on the quarterback unless we're playing who? The Lions or, or the Panthers. The Panthers, who have been notoriously banged up. We, you know, we shit on Sam Darnold there. That was great. We've only had two good defensive games, and those were games where we got to the quarterback and laid hits on the quarterback. Sam Dar- not Sam Darnold, uh, Justin Herbert comes out, throws 32 for 38. That's 84, 85% of his passes. He's the fourth or fifth quarterback to do that this season to us. We haven't had that happen five times in the last 20, 30 years against an Eagles defense. Yeah. Like, with that many completions. It's just, or with that completion percentage. You just can't, that's untenable. You can't win games like that. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, and like you like you know, like you said. I mean, it comes down to the to the schemes that um, Jonathan Gannon is uh, is is cooking up. And that, yeah, you know what? It has to do with execution and stuff. But we have the players. I mean, I've we have a very deep defensive line, right? Like there should be there should be no reason as to why this defense is unsuccessful, be, other than the linebacking core, because we have the pieces in place. We have the pieces at cornerback minus Steven Nelson. I don't know where he's been. Uh, he hasn't shown up at all this season. But Darius Slay has been playing very well. I thought the safeties have been playing well. Uh, some of the young guys stepping up as well. I mean, in, in that um, linebacking uh, core, which is not very good. I mean, Davion Taylor, I thought, had a pretty good game. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's just it, it's just the way the defense is being called. I mean, I'm still seeing Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox, like, spreshing out your – coming out off the line to cover a screen pass. I mean, like, that's it's ridiculous. It's It's – unheard of i can't believe i've ever i'm I'm even talking about this i've just never seen so much you know talent because i do believe there is a there's a shitload of talent on this defensive line i'm not saying like rams level where they have aaron donald and now von miller uh which we'll get into a little bit later but it's just we don't have you know those two kinds of caliber stars but we have like you said we have the depth and we should have that star talent i mean javon hargrave has been amazing He's been lights out, even when he's barely allowed to be. And both of those guys, him and Fletcher Cox, are top two defensive tackles, you know, really the heart of the defensive line, literally and figuratively, have come out and criticized Gannon's play calling. So you're 100% right. I mean, it, and I'm with you. Jonathan Gannon, he's just bad. He's just flat out bad at his job. Mm-hmm. He just can't he, – he, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he can't coach execution. He, he, he definitely can't call plays. I mean, mm-hmm. how often are we going to just give them eight yards off the line of scrimmage every time? What are we doing? How is that something that's going to work? Because even if, if, if you're giving them all that room and you can't hit the quarterback and you're letting them complete passes for that long and, you know, hold on to the ball for as long as they did, 33 minutes time of possession in a three-point game, that's going to that's gonna change everything. If, they, if that's flipped – if we had 33 or 33 minutes of possession, we win that game. I, fo- I, I, I believe that. And Absolutely. A, a huge amount of that comes down to the defense and its complete you know, inability to stop what was a decent Chargers offense, but they weren't you know, out there firing on all cylinders like the way that they have. And part of and, and Part of that's just because of injuries and, you know, getting healthy, coming off of buys and things like that. But it just still wasn't enough. And you just can't allow them to dink and dunk their way down the field and just hold on to the football and just completely kill any momentum you could have hoped for. When we tied the game up, 
with six minutes left, I knew it was over. Pretty much every I, – I, I was there on Sunday. Everyone in the stadium knew it was over. You could kind of feel that. Like yeah. I, Everyone was just kind of looking around like, okay – you can kind of hear them start to, you know, mumble themselves or, you know, the people next to them. All right, so when are we getting to the car? When are we going to beat the traffic? Because it's it's only yeah. a matter of time. It's just like when is it that we're going to have to to go? Not, oh, maybe they might pull it out. It's no. Mm-hmm. Well, to your point about the uh, the defensive backs playing off of the off of the line, I mean, you see it with the stats right here. I mean, we have three, it's 356 passing yards against uh, 32 for 38. I mean, like that's – and that happened with Derek Carr as well against the Raiders. So, and then you look at the rushing yards. They only had 89 rushing yards. Yeah, they don't have a fantastic star running back, but it just shows that our defensive line like knows what like they they know what they're doing. It's a very seasoned seasoned line, very deep line, and you can tell that Gannon doesn't really have to worry about that. But he is not coaching up the defensive backs correctly at all. I mean, 356 passing yards. I mean. Get on the line, jam them up a little bit. I mean, it's make them work for it because they're just throwing mm-hmm. these six yard out, these six yard out routes and get, getting first downs every time. It's disappointing. We we just don't play a physical brand of defense, and that's not you know a lot of times you know you hear that and that is you know meant to be reflective of the players, like oh they're playing soft. Like I mean, coverage wise they are playing soft, but our play our guys play hard regardless mm-hmm. of. You know, they're out there when they even if they can't bring the guy down, they're out there. They're wrapping up better than I've seen. It's just that they've already gotten 10 yards because they were standing nowhere near them. And the the coaches aren't allowing them to play physical is really what it is. They're not allowing them to establish dominance on the football field. They're just like, all right, let's just try and stop them. It's like, let's just stand under the rim and hope we can take a charge. I know that's not the right sport, but it's it's that's their defensive strategy. It's more that than let me go take the ball from these sons of bitches. Let me go hit these guys. Let me go bury these motherfuckers in the dirt. It's actually just, oh, let's just hope they don't score too many points. Let's hope mm-hmm. they don't get too many yards too quickly. So we yeah, don't give you, up. Yeah. Too, it's, 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 it's embarrassing. And it's, it's, it's pretty much coaching scared. And yeah. it doesn't and make sense. Can't. Yeah, you can't play that way with a with a uh, with a rookie offense, like with a very young offense. I mean, because you don't know who's gonna, you don't know how they're gonna show up that day. The defense was supposed to be the most secure part of this team, the team that was supposed the the part of the team where that was supposed to keep us in football games. Mm-hmm. And so far, it's been the opposite. Yep. And I have a hard time trusting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll flat out say I have a hard time trusting the offense to keep putting up these kinds of numbers. I mean, I know we weren't nearly putting up the, as much number these these kind of point totals uh, last last season, and I certainly didn't expect it this year. But I just I have a hard time, you know, with this defensive philosophy being like, oh yeah, we just have to like try and limit the amount of points that we're scoring. No, we have a young offense that like we don't know what we're gonna get from week to week. Right. So we have to. We got the de- the defense is supposed to be the strongest part of this team. I mean, we gotta we gotta help out this young offense. It's that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, if you had told me that by week nine of this season that our defense would be the worst part of our team and the most effective part of our team would be the run game, I would have mm-hmm. said that's dumb. But that sounds like it could be the Eagles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, just in terms of just the way things have gone historically, but it really is. It really is difficult when you have a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts who is still unproven, who is, in terms of arm talent, to me, not impressive, but who deserves no blame. 
for this yeah. loss. I mean, he missed one throw to Dallas Goddard, maybe missed another out route, but like you're not going to make every throw. He's not throwing the ball a ton. He's making plays with his legs, diving over defenders, doing everything he can to get us to win. I mean, whether or not you think he's the quarterback of the future, that's not the discussion to have right now. It's not the future. We're in the middle of the season. So whether or not you think he's the guy, I mean, here are his numbers now, 11 to 17, 64%, 162 yards, 62 yards rushing on 10 attempts. That's not bad. No INT, no turnovers. Mm -hmm. He's protecting the football. He's, He's making the basic throws. There were a couple, you know, he'd, you know, we'd like to have back that we know he struggles with, but you can't bank on him. You can't bank on him to go ahead and win the game. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. And guess what? If even if he was, even if we had Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback for the last six minutes of that game on Sunday, he wouldn't have touched the field. It would have made no difference who our quarterback was. It would have made absolutely zero difference what was going on with our offense that day because Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have gotten the football because our defense allowed Justin Herbert and company to drive down the field for six minutes and kick a field goal as time expired. Just, I don't six minutes. It's hard. It's almost hard to move that slowly down the field in the modern NFL. I mean, teams can do it, but you have to be, I mean, we essentially just bent over Mm -hmm. and just asked them to be gentle. And ask them to take their time. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened on that last try of the game. Oh, gosh. I think people forget this a lot. And I know it's because we're in Philadelphia. And I know it's because we we are a football town, right? Yes, sir. Jalen Hurts is a second-year quarterback. No, he's not even a second-year quarterback. He's a 1.5-year quarterback. And whether you think that he's the answer or not, like going down the road – He's a he's a one and a half year quarterback. Like he hasn't he hasn't even played sixteen games yet. Like it's mm. the the fact that we. I mean, I know like he's the quarterback, right? And the fact that we're putting all this pressure on him, which it's it's all good. I know he can handle it and stuff, but we can't expect him to be Tom Brady going down the field with two minutes left and winning games for us. I mean, it's just not realistic. We're still it's, trying yeah. to build. We're still trying to build an offense where you have our receiving core is probably one of the youngest in the NFL. I mean, we still we got some young guys on the line. And our quarterback is like, yeah, he hasn't even played 16 games yet. So I, I guess this is one of my, I guess I'm in a hopeful mood right now, Ryan. I don't really know what's going on with me. Uh, but no, I, yeah. Cause I just, I liked what I saw out of Hertz. I think that he can get a lot better from here. I think the ceiling is very, very high. Um, the, the floor is pretty medium sized, I would say. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. that's, that's how I'm feeling right now, man. He's I don't know. Player. Yeah. I mean, he's a gutsy player. He mm-hmm. was out there leaving it all on the field and, you know, the team came up short. And it was funny because I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, excuse me, allergy season, you know. Yeah, I'm feeling that one too, buddy. Yeah, yeah, leaves are falling. But mm-hmm. what was my point? My point was, yes, people on Twitter last night were saying, or not last night, Sunday after the game, were saying, oh, y'all will still find a way to blame Jalen Hurts, even if he yeah. had 400 yards and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I didn't see a lot of tweets blaming Jalen Hurts for the loss. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see that. So it was interesting to just because people were, like, talk, everyone's talking about these Hurts haters, and they were nowhere to be found. And I'm sure they're yeah. out there, and I'm sure that, you know, they, you know, I'm not in the same Twitter circles as everybody on Twitter. I understand that. But from what I saw, I saw a lot of people say, okay, Jalen Hurts is – 
obviously a limited quarterback if we're only letting him throw the ball 17 times. But this loss is in no way his fault. And, I mean, the offense was good. Yeah, look at those. Look at these numbers, man. We got 20, 24 points is good enough. I mean, I think my what I started with the year, I would like 20. I said I wanted 25 points a game, which is just under that. No, no, no fumbles. I mean, we have 330 total yards. I mean, that's that that'll do it. 155 passing yards, sure, but he's a running quarterback, so he's going to get a lot more yards with his legs. 5.8 yards per play, that'll get her done. I mean, that's that's good enough. Eight for 12 on third down is as good as we've ever been on third down. The time of possession was down, which is basically why we lost. And 57 plays, 18 pass, and 39 rush. I mean, this is exactly what we've been asking for out of this offense. Yep. Running the ball more, taking the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands, and limiting the limiting limiting the touches that he gets limits the amount of the mistakes he gets that, that he makes. Mm-hmm. And we only gave up one sack. He had no picks, no turnovers. It was it was a great it was a great day for the offense. And Devontae Smith had five catches and 116 yards and a yeah. touchdown. I mean, obviously, you'd like to see more. It's like you know, you'd like to see more points in terms of a win yeah but i mean there's no shame in scoring 21 points against the against the san diego chargers there's no shame in that especially when you barely have the fucking ball Mm -hmm. so the offense did everything they could meanwhile this is the second time this season we played an offense and they haven't punted once jonathan gannon they didn't punt once they were two for four on fourth down but they didn't punt once and I understood. I understand that you know game circumstances can dictate that, but that that doesn't mean that you were really getting them any three and outs within their you know in their own red zone. You weren't getting any of that where they would be for, even if it was fourth and inches. They're still going to punt. Mm. That wasn't happening. Anytime we had their, it's like Aaron Nola in like a, in like a <laughs> two strike count. Like oh, that's no. when that's when we oh, give up our home no. runs. That's when we give up our home runs, man. Hey, when we Ryan like starts making baseball references, man, it's <laughs> and he's Dark right. Days, when man. Ryan starts making baseball references, it's scary. But when he's right about <laughs> the baseball reference and the 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 whole allusion with an A, that is absurd. That was a lesson today in my eleventh uh, grade English class. Allusions, dude. Allusions love allusions. Yeah, allusions. Yeah. So that was uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That was pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. But it's exactly what it is, right? I mean, we get there back in the corner and then it's 20 yards down the field. And it's like, all right. And and I'm like, how'd you even manage that? We're playing soft coverage. Like the whole point is to prevent them from getting chunk yardage. And they're Mm -hmm. still getting. It's just like the whole idea of what this defense like could be. Even if I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, all right, there are certain plays where you got to play like that. It's just he's still proving me wrong because he's not calling it in situations like that. And when he is, it's still not working. It's still not working. So there's just a lot of things wrong with this Eagles team. There's a lot of things wrong with this defense that I don't really foresee us fixing moving forward. I mean, it's great that we have on the offensive side. You know, we have Jordan Howard, who for some reason was on the practice squad for seven weeks of this season. I don't know where the fuck he was. Yeah. I mean, I, I... this uh, this coaching staff must hate Miles Sanders. Like there, he must like there's got to be some organizational like hate for Miles. They probably just don't want to pay him or something, which is why he just then he goes down and we run the ball thirty times a game. Like how pissed is he? Right? Yeah. He's like I could have at yeah. least put up some numbers before I broke my ankle and mm-hmm. maybe like up my value. No, no, no. Now we're the ball off to. Scott and Jordan Howard. 
<laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? Like what? Why is Boston Scott? Like, and here's the thing: they're both doing great. I can't even be mad, but it's just like, all right, why are we going Miles Kenny G? And then now one of those guys is gone, and now the other guy's just out of the rotation. And we do they like work better in tandems? Is it like a chemistry thing? Like, I, like I don't understand. Yeah. Like what the deal is? I don't know. But let me let me ask you this, right? What what do we do when he comes back? Because here's the thing: I don't want to fix him. something that's not broken. I mean, no, <laughs> yo, chill. <laughs> I mean, we can't. I mean, the deadline's passed, but you are right. Yeah. It is going to be an interesting issue there. Because he is mm-hmm. a I mean, he's a running back, one talent in the NFL, or at least that's what I think. And when he would get the ball before he got hurt in the limited amount of times he did, he was good. Yeah. But now I agree. we are running the ball better than we ever have. Yeah, so it's a I little... mean, it's just it's an it's interesting. It's an interesting. Uh, I guess it's a conundrum because you know it's our uh, our best running back didn't get any touches at the beginning of the year. Uh, gets hurt, right? Comes back, and then our practice squad running backs come in and start tearing up. And then starting running back comes out, and uh, we probably start passing the ball all over the field all, all over again. Which is uh, oh my god, yeah, just Eagles Jaylen football, Hurts baby! It's awesome. It's just so crazy that Sirianni went from like Jalen Hurts throwing the ball forty times a game to like thirty times in two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's special, man. It's it's really special. Is, anything else? Crazy. I don't really want to talk about these Eagles. Eagles. Anymore, though. Uh, we have to though because they are playing the Broncos, Sam. We no, we have to preview no. the game. We always, always forget, forget we have that. to preview the game because it's going to be an interesting one. Because the Broncos beat the Cowboys like they beat the fucking brakes off them. Like holy shit! Yeah. And yeah, I was, was like, bad. you know what? I don't know what it is. It it sucked because I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. The Cowboys are good this year. Let me at least reap some benefits. And I picked up their defensive fantasy. That was like the one week they busted on ESPN where they got zero points. And I'm just like, I could have just done nothing. So that was just yeah. tough to swallow right there. But the Broncos, the Broncos, man, I, I don't think they're very good, which is why no, this is all very not. weird to me. Which is all like I when I think of the Broncos, and I think of this Eagles team going into Mile High Stadium. I just see a win. I just see a win. Yeah, that's interesting. Right? I mean, I, to, you're gonna have to remind me who their quarterback is at the moment. I don't really know who it is, but which is probably an indicator is that that they're a bad football that's team. That's an unfair question. That's an unfair uh-huh. question, Sam. That's the fact that you would <laughs> ask me that. It's I, Teddy, I, Teddy Bridgewater is uh it is Teddy chiming Bridgewater. in here. <laughs> yes. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Bing bong. I, don't, uh, I don't foresee. I mean, if the defense shows up for a, at least a game, I mean, I think, or maybe even a half, I don't know. Uh, a whole then half? I think we could probably, yeah, a whole half. Uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll probably get a win. I mean, I don't know how good their defense is either without Von Miller anymore either. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Probably, uh, I, I, I have a, I have a win. I have a win in mind here, and yeah, like, like Seamus G is chiming in again. Patrick Sertain is hurt, uh, which is, which is big. I mean, sucks that he's hurt. You don't want to see anybody hurt. Oh yeah, it, I mean, it, good for us. Yeah. Um, I think my, uh, my score prediction is, but, but, Seamus G. I think I was uh, twenty-seven, twenty-one. I believe in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, twenty-seven, twenty-one Eagles for me. Huh. What did I even write down? I don't remember. You know, 
You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I figure we write it down, we put it on the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought we were gonna do. Too, You're giving but, me fucking uh, fingers in the stream yard, like I can fucking see it. Like, <laughs> all right, I have the Eagles twenty-four to seventeen. Don't flip me off. Put the fucking banner up. Thank you. Twenty-four to seventeen. <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> yep, and I got a uh, Eagles twenty-seven uh, twenty-one, which is pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it's the first time we both had the Eagles winning in a uh, this week for. Well, for when we do like the current ones, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, hey, it's 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 it. It's not a big game, I mean, but it is at the same time because the NFC East is so dismal. The the Cowboys, who knows what direction they're headed in with Dak's health? So, I mean, this could be. Who knows it when we we can look back on the season? Is this is the this is the big change? This is the big uh, this is the big week where everything shifted. I doubt it. I doubt it. But it would be nice. And, in, no. and I mean, it would be nice. Do you want to know? Want to know what else is nice, Sam? Uh, what else? Tell me. The doghouse brought to you by Wide Blank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideblankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide Blank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Sam, who you got in the doghouse this week? So, uh. This is another interesting one that I've uh, that I've come across, and uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the U.S. court system currently. <laughs> and now I want <laughs> now I want to uh, I want to preface this. Um, I was I, I caught I was in between when I uh, when I got back from from Carlisle High School after teaching a couple lessons uh, in between lunch, and uh, I had about five minutes, and the the news the news was on, and I saw that some live footage of this trial with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. And I want to be perfectly clear. I have no idea what is going on in that whole trial. And I am completely ignorant when it comes to that. So just keep that in mind. But uh, when the prosecution brings up Call of Duty, the video game, (laughs) as a reason to put a man in jail, I think that's flawed thinking. (laughs) I, I, I really do. I, I think that that is a flawed argument just in any context within the U.S. court of law. Yeah. I think that that's just probably not where you want to go with your prosecution. I think that that's a little weird if you ask me. <laughs> I, I can't so, argue with that, Sam. I am putting in specifically the prosecution against this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, which, again, I have no idea what the hell is going on with that. And I, I completely – but if you're bringing up video games in the court of law, it can't be – can't be that like it's just it's just not good it doesn't seem like the best strategy like no if i'm you know if i'm sitting there and i hear that i go is this really if i'm on the jury and i hear that i'm like all right is this really what we're doing (laughs) like about that you sure about that because like what if somebody in the jury rips cod like like what if they're you know a a big fan of, of call of duty vanguard out now uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. So it, I hate to get I hate to get somewhat political again in a, in two doghouses in a row, but I just I had I just had to bring it up because it just, was and it was literally the five minutes that I caught of this just, whole of this whole fucking like shindig. Mm-hmm. I catch them talking about Call of Duty as a means of evidence to throw this kid in jail. It's just, it, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. 
Yeah, exactly. Sam Glavin, generational political mind, right there. Yep. Known the political scientist, po- yeah. known policy wonk, Sam yes. Glavin. <laughs> known way. Oh my god. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. It's an interesting, it's an interesting choice. And Sam, I've, I've, I've got a, I've got a doghouse. I feel kind of strongly about. And it's uh, it's I'm, I'm throwing NBA drama queens in the doghouse. There you go. Specifically right now, this whole Nikola Jokic, Markeith, Marcus Morris. I, I don't know which one's on the on the heat. It doesn't really matter to me. Uh, just this, this whole fake tough guy. I mean, the toughest guy in this whole situation really is Nikola Jokic because he actually is the only guy that actually did something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, but he, but even so, like, I mean, he had a guy on his back was turned. But he did also get hit with a flagrant two. If someone mm-hmm. hits me with a flagrant two, I'm going to take exception to that. I yeah. mean, I got tossed out of a, I got tossed out of a, a fifth grade basketball game because I got fouled from behind. It was a clear path foul, and they didn't call it. So I mean, I got yeah. tossed for using expletives at nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I mean, awesome. if I'm a grown ass man, seven feet tall, and I'm taking exception to getting bodied around, I'll throw it. But here's the thing. Just all the guys on the heat waiting until like at the end of the game to start chirping or standing that photo of them all standing like waiting outside the locker room trying to look. Yeah, down. it's just that the NBA weird. is if, if there was a sports league of the four major sports of guys that aren't going to do shit, it's probably the NBA. And it, because yeah. the thing is, sometimes in baseball, they do shit. They throw in baseball every, every once in a while. It, it, it's that that whole Rudnet Odor situation mm-hmm. when Rugi hit, hits him in the face. Yeah. That's a classic. I have, I mean, granted, after the mouse of the palace, the rules are pretty strict with the NBA. Yeah, but just this and, whole thing, this whole culture of of that fake tough guy. It's yo, just so back. basketball. Hold it's me back. So basketball, dude. It's just yeah. I, I don't know. There's just like this culture around. It's it's like so close to soccer. Even <laughs> soccer players will will actually get more physically violent. Like widely considered the softest athletes, at least from the American perspective. Like Zinedine Zidane headbutted somebody. What's Jimmy Butler doing? Yelling, yelling, yelling at people across yeah. the court. Like, dude, you had him. You had him right there. You had him right there. If you were, if you really wanted that, yeah. If you really wanted that, if you really wanted to fight a Serbian that didn't have to leave the country during the nineties. You probably don't want to fight that guy with two brothers and who were clearly connected in the, uh, in these the guys are, are goons in like yeah. the least offensive way possible. I just mean like, that's their occupation. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just what they are. And, and that's yeah. fine. But like, this whole yeah yeah i think they carry on a card too you know and, and look man, I'm, not, I'm i'm you know i'm not gonna discount you know they're from like you know the morrises are philly guys you know oh philly yeah. philly you know v- you know violent city high crime rate you know they compare it to a war zone serbia was a war it was an active war zone <laughs> with yeah. bombs fully and, a and, war and, yeah. and militaries i'm not you know i'm not discounting one's experiences i'm just saying one might one might wonder, <laughs> just like, yeah. you know. No, I mean the, I the more know. the Morris brothers confirm Philly guys. I mean, it's uh, yeah. They they uh, I just can't believe that they thought that people think that this is. And I see like these polls like on Twitter and stuff. Who would win, the Morris brothers or or the Jokic brothers? Like, are we serious right now? Not these kids were coming from a war torn. Co- no, they stayed in a war torn country. Stayed. 
and they didn't they come stayed. over until this guy started playing professional basketball. You know how many, so here's the thing. They either stayed because here's the thing. This is what they either stayed because they weren't, <laughs> you know, too badly affected or because they were involved in the bad stuff that was going on in Serbia. There was a whole either trial way, about that. Way well, we don't need to get political. <laughs> we don't need to, I don't need to read you my, 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 my senior thesis about the Balkan war right now but we, maybe we'll do that in a different episode yeah, but this has that, been the doghouse brought to you by wide blank floor supply yeah. visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com get a recommendation for a contractor get a quote wide plank floor supply excuse me if it's wide <laughs> they've got it they've got it they've got it they absolutely do and do you want to know what else has stuff that you that you know you can spend money on what is that park sportsbook park sportsbook. <laughs> with the perfect timing just go ahead download the park sportsbook app go on parkscasino.com make an account using code wolves 69 yes that is a real functioning promo code yes it's a real that's this is a real thing that they're really allowing not. us to do can you believe that they gave it can to you- us they gave it to us. We were partially joking, but then we, they just were like, yeah, sure, I guess. And the, we, we were like, give us Wolf cool. 69 or we walk. And yeah. then it took a little bit to get the paperwork cleared. And then mm-hmm. when Drew and Vic sent us over the promo codes, it said, you know, you know, you know, it said, it said Wolf 69. It said Wolf yeah. 69. I'm, I logged in. I made an account. Wolf 69. Deposit is $25. My first risk-free bet up to $500. You didn't need to do the deposit for 25 to get the bet you just have to make the account with the code you, you put as much not the point the point is go there gamble your money away and just and 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 you know and if your wife leaves you trust me you're much better off but regardless regardless of what i'm saying about whatever it is i'm saying we're in the middle make, make your money work for you as seamus g likes to say enter the money zone with yes. us <laughs> well bet, uh, bet, bet the house on the yeah, bet the house on the uh on the duke blue devils winning the uh, ncaa championship yeah they look good last night there yeah they look good last night they did and talking about just basketball big basketball week for me big college hoops are back temple opened up tonight against you know university of maryland eastern shore or whatever and they're blowing them out just absolutely blowing them out and our sixers are struggling but not because we're bad at basketball for once. True. It is because very, very, of a very lot true. of different issues. Of course, Joel Embiid out with the COVID-19. Tobias Harris out with the COVID-19. Ben Simmons out is 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 out with erectile dysfunction. And <laughs> whole team dead. Whole, whole, team, whole dead. team dead. <laughs> whole team literally is sick and dying. Seth was yeah. out last night. We had to play a back-to-back against who we play Monday. Dude, the Knicks and the wrong guy. We, we played the <laughs> Knicks and then the Bucks on a back to back with seven guys. This mm-hmm. is who we had starting. We had, of course, Tyrese Maxey at the one. Who's we got Paul it. Reed, uh, Andre Drummond, Furkan Korkmaz, and Shake Milton. That was our starting five last night. If so, that yeah, is not Motley a process, if, if that is not a process era Sixers lineup in terms of quality, dude, that's a G League team. Like that's a yeah. G League, it's it's a G League winning team. Oh, I'm sorry. And George Nyang coming off the bench, who we'll talk about because last week I was like, can we stop sucking this guy's dick? And then now I'm just like, I might need to hop on this guy's dick because he's really good. Yeah, he's, he's really been good. playing very well. 
Yeah. He's been playing very good. I, hey, pause. no need to say pause. Yeah. No, hit play, yeah. motherfucker. Fast <laughs> forward even. Oh, my God. I don't even yeah. care. <laughs> I, uh, I've really been liking uh, – you know who else I've been liking? I've been liking Furkan Korkmaz, and I've been, and I've been liking Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. Hard not to. What did you do? You see that tweet? Who or no? It was a, a broadcast announcer who said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the Sixers really are just struggling because they don't have a uh, they just don't have a true point guard." Meanwhile, Tyrese Maxey went off for like thirty five points and like ten assists or some BS like that. It made absolutely zero sense, and everybody hopped on him immediately, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, dude. Just so many, just so many misconceptions about the Sixers team that were perpetuated by the national broadcast last night. And that was one of them. I mean, look, is Tyrese Maxey the perfect quintessential point guard? No. Is he on the John Morant level of point guard? No, he's definitely more a two than a one. But mm-hmm. our lack of a point guard was not the issue last night. We just had really seven guys that were tired after playing two games in a row. That's why we couldn't score in the fourth quarter. Look, look. When we're not able to score in the fourth quarter against good teams with all of our guys, maybe then we can start talking about, hey, maybe Tyrese Maxey isn't the answer. But that's not that wasn't the issue at all. Tyrese Maxey not being the perfect second coming of, like, prime Rondo is not why that team lost last night. Not at all. I just can't There's just believe, a I can't lot of misassigned yeah. blame in Philly sports this week. Is 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 That appears to be the, 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 the <laughs> it's theme. It's all the time. It's all. I mean, it's all the time, man. It's it, Nobody... No, every, nobody pays attention. They, yeah, nobody pays attention. I mean, to, to be fair, I don't really pay attention that very well to the Sixers. I can't. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't lie about that one. Can't give us the graphic. <laughs> but yeah, I guess Sam Glavin can confirm Sixers guy. Yeah, <laughs> I am a. Uh, I am a Sixers guy. But no, I. I did watch the. Uh, I did actually watch the Bucks game, and it was. Uh, for some reason, that's like the first game I've watched in like five. Like not five games, in like three games, and of course, I get to watch the game where there's no. No Embiid, no Curry, no none of the, none of the cool guys yeah. we got on our team. Then it's just a bunch of schmucks that we had to pull off the bench, and they could barely dribble a basketball. I mean, it's just it was, it it's it's not bad. great. It's not great. And look, those guys played their asses off, and I know no doubt. No doubt. And I I have to double preface this because one, I know that everybody is already saying this, and two. I know there's no such thing as a moral victory, but <laughs> that that is there were encouraging signs to take away from those games. You and I have talked about this a lot this year, especially with the Eagles, how you can't talk about, oh, we need to look for progress when there isn't any. But there's positivity and there's progress being shown with the youth on this team. And I know I said I don't care about youth development. But I don't mean that we're still waiting. I'm saying I think some of this talent is being realized. I'm, looking, I'm talking about Tyrese Maxey. Paul Reed still needs a little bit of time, but he locked up Giannis for the better part of the night last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Doc didn't have him mirror Giannis's minutes. That was a big mistake. But <laughs> but it it's just this team is good. This is a good team, and this depth that we have is part of why this team can go far. It's just now we need to add the $100 million of salary that we have out right now. We yeah. had guys on the court last night. Our, our roster last night was worth 30 mil. It was worth one awesome. Ben Simmons. <laughs> and Ben Simmons is not even playing. That's how much. So the fact that we were able to play the defending champs close on the second night of a back-to-back without our MVP, without our sec- or second place 
defensive player of the year, second place MVP, and go out there and try and make something happen and almost do two nights in a row is impressive. It is impressive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, not to uh, not to shift gears too quickly because I totally agree with everything you said. But did you see the tweet about uh, from the Bucks, the uh, the king of Philly, of Giannis? Dude, you're yeah. literally playing against like our bench, like barely even our bench, the the back end of the bench into the G League part of our of our squad right now. We have <laughs> we have Paul Reed starting, like in Dude, what like- world? In what world? And you're gonna say Giannis is the king of philadelphia they haven't faced a fully healthy sixers team in three years since christmas day 2018 and they got blown the fuck out ever since then i like either we've been we've been missing either joel or ben and granted last night they were missing chris middleton who was you know the you know the the best role player of all time yep i do still stand by that even though he's a multiple time all-star yep I agree. You know, a star in this league, he's a role player. Yeah. It's just well, game. with Giannis, every time I don't, I can't even acknowledge like history behind that whole take because every time Giannis has played in Philly, I mean, he's maybe had like a few like pretty decent games, but every every time that he comes to Philly, guess who's locking him up? Ben Simmons. I mean, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons always played well against Giannis, and yeah. that's coming and if, from me. And if Ben, and then. With that, it's like okay. If, oh, maybe. Oh, then Ben's out, and then we have Joel, and it's like that's not a great matchup. But like, just he's, the idea that they're insinuating that he's the king of Philly because he's, I, you know, I do think he has a, a decent road winning streak here, but or against us in general, but it's not the not same. Be, not because of the numbers he's been putting up in Philly, that's for sure. I mean, he's yeah, he he's had a very good. T- I'm not taking away anything from Giannis. He's a very good basketball player and whatnot, whatever. No, I need to take a little bit away from Giannis. I need to take a little bit my away. Ass. I mean, like Jesus, he, he's not. Ugh, he's just that was a bad tweet. It was a bad tweet, and I want to move on. It was a, no, yeah, yeah, it was a bad tweet, and um, it's just it just show it's just the thing with the Bucks. They granted, hey, they won the title. Yeah, that's great. Title. I mean that whatever, but not he's not the king of Philadelphia, simply not. Nope. And they're stupid. It's yeah. dumb, and they're getting like way too excited. They're way too horny for Giannis. Like, let's just mm-hmm. all settle down. Let's all settle down, and and let's get a little horny for our Philadelphia 76ers, All right, sure. Why not? You know, yeah, because because there were a lot of good things you know to look at. I mean, first of all, Tyrese Maxey off the bounce, pulling up from three, and hitting them. Like he's re- he, like there was a point and like look this is dumb and I'm not making this comparison, but there were some Damian Lillard like step into step back threes last night. Maybe not as like big a jump backwards as Dame because like Dame just gets so much separation with a step back, but just kind of just the you know what fuck it I know I can make the shot and just pulling up and hitting it. So that confidence in his jumper and his ability to you know not have to you know not because there's some guys that can only shoot when they catch it. Or after a couple dribbles, mm-hmm. but Tyrese Max can come up the floor, top speed, see that he has room for a transition three and hit. So that that's, is that's huge, and that's and great to see out of a second year player too. Mind mm-hmm. you, I mean he's another another guy. I mean, we we could we could go back to Jalen Hurts here, right? He's a second year player, and we're looking for him to be a star point guard for a title contending quote title contending basketball team. Mm-hmm. If that's not, I mean, if that's not Philadelphia for you, I mean, I don't know what the hell else I can tell you. Yeah. Our quarterback, 
and our point guard, both second year players, just kids, and just literal <laughs> children, and getting all of the all of the blame, or I mean, it, all of the in invalid blame for yeah. like zero reason, and just it's yeah. crazy. And awesome. and there are people, and part of why there's this narrative against Tyrese Maxey, or even, not even against Tyrese Maxey, but why they felt as though it was necessary to comment on our lack of a point guard is partially because uh, Tyrese only had like four assists. And if you're the point guard, you like to have, you like to have your point guard have seven assists. But when you look at the guys he's passing to Furkan Korkmaz, as much as we love him, as great as he's been this season, as, as as big a sex icon as he is in the city of Philadelphia for, you know, you know, for all of those who are attracted to a Furkan Korkmaz like guys, a lot of people out there for as good as he's been and all of that. He, he was one of 11 from three at one point in the game last night. One for 11 from three. How many of those were transition? Tyrese draws the defender, draws a double team, kicks it out to Furk, and he misses it. It's got to be at least four. How many Danny Green misses were there? There are oh, no lots to start. Motherfucker. So it, and, um, I'm, I'm, and I'm not even hating on those guys. I'm just, it's just they shouldn't have to be in these volume shooting situations. Daniel, he's back to Daniel Green. Now. He's Daniel Green. He's, he's Daniel, Daniel Green, Green this season for sure. But even he was playing on a bad leg because we needed him. Don't because care. Seth was out. Jesus, don't care. I yeah, man, him. it's just tough. <laughs> it's tough because it's going to be a long while till we get Joel back. So, we, and even before we get Joel back, we might get Tobias back a few days earlier. I mean, is that is is this much better? Is that much better? Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. I'd almost rather play with the guys we have right now. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know about that. Dude, to, dude, Tobias Harris is like – he's like a shittier Chris Middleton. I mean, Chris Middleton's pretty freaking good. I mean, if you get yeah. a, a, a less shittier, good, just, Yeah, I mean, he's shittier, don't, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Tobias Harris is nowhere near Chris Middleton, but, like, it's – I'd much rather have Shitty him though. than freaking George's Nyang. Off the... I don't know, man. I'll take George Nyang. Stop. Stop that right now. Dude, I just like <laughs> it's just tough with Tobias because it, he's hard to hate, but then you like look at him play basketball and it's like, oh, he's good. But then he's not like it's just I have such a weird relationship with him, and it's just like we just need to figure it out. But right now, I say to you know the Sixers fans. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy yeah. the ride with these young guys right now. You know, you weird little process perverts that love that love watching young players develop and play like you know in meaningless basketball games. Even though every single one of these games matters yeah. immensely. Let uh, me uh, let me let me ask you a question, Ryan. As long as we're on the subject of uh, Tobias Harris, yeah, even though he's kind of disappeared off the face of the earth because of uh, COVID reasons. But would you rather? And I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. The first one is, would you take Tobias Harris or C.J. McCollum? C.J. McCollum, probably. Okay. Now, the follow-up question would be, would you take last year to- Tobias Harris or C.J. McCollum? Last year? Yeah. Same answer. No, but like the, oh. way Tobias, the, the way Tobias Harris played last year. Like, take, take 2020. He was good, but then he Tobias missed like Harris. eight shots in a row in game seven. Like, he – like. Yeah. But then again, like CJ McCollum didn't do much to help Dane, so it's difficult I there. I mean, I guess I don't know. The, the yeah. just that whole season was so tainted. 
Yeah. It's so crazy to watch a, a basketball team where the center is the one that doesn't shoot threes. Yeah. It is crazy. It's just like we've got shooters and the center. Mm-hmm. It's like we haven't had that. We haven't it's had almost that. Like and like normal like, basketball. Yeah. I know. And like part of it is like obviously like, you know, Joel's out. So, you know, we have Drummond playing in a more traditional five role, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's it's weird. It's weird to see your point guard pull up and shoot. Like it's it on a nightly basis. It is weird to see that. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Not saying it's bad at all. I'm just saying it's weird. I feel like I've been robbed of this experience. I feel like I've had to defend uh defend a, a, a less attractive style of basketball than that. And here we are. But look, it, even with all the positivity with the I mean, I don't want to come up be negative with these guys. You know, no, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's like, hard to be positive, but it's definitely we definitely don't want to be negative right now. Just yeah, no, but dead. it's just like whole, whole team dead. There was a lot of just like, it, especially in the game against the Knicks. I think against the Bucks, we figured it out a lot better. But there was a lot of, oh, I'm Tyrese Maxey. Let me dribble to the elbow and take a mid range and brick it. Oh, I'm Shake Milton. Let me drive on Giannis onto the Kumpo and get fucking swatted. <laughs> like there were a lot of like, oh, I'm Furcon. Let me pull up from five feet behind like the three point line just because I'm I can. So there is a lot of like, okay, you're open and you're taking the shot, but like, is that the shot? Is that the right shot that we should be taking? And that's something that when you are so devoid of talent, like this current Sixers roster, you need to manufacture shots. It's just like when you're not good at football, you got to have plays that get guys open and play to your player's strengths. It's the same thing. We need to have guys moving at all times. And a p- part of that issue is we don't have a guy that gets off ball gravity, especially without Seth Curry, because we don't have a lights out, lights out shooter on this roster right now. We need no. a guy that is able to, you know, I mean, obviously no one's going to be like Steph the way that they pay attention to him when the ball isn't in his hands. Mm-hmm. But if we can just with if everybody's moving like that, it's going to create that same kind of confusion on the defense. But when the defense can just, OK, here are these two guys running back and forth and everyone else is still they're able to sit back and analyze it. Obviously, that part of that is what killed the Sixers in the playoffs. That's just kind of a common basketball principle. But when you have, uh, you know, guys of the talent level that we do with the kind of schedule that we do playing NBA talent, when we're still trying to be the best team in the East, yeah, you need, you need to have guys running actions. You need to be manufacturing guys open and taking smart shots. We, I, I, like, I, I get it. You're all, you're all hoopers. But some of the ISO, let me run up the field, run up the, field, run up the court, pull up and brick it, get back on defense. Like, sure, that has its time and place, but we yeah. just need less of it, especially with the situation we have right now. And I, yeah. I do think that we can survive this at 500 without Joel, without Tobias. I do think we can survive. Yeah, I, don't I got a uh, completely. I, I, I got I got another question about the Sixers for you, Ryan, as our resident Sixers expert on the Liberty Line Podcast Network especially for the Wolves of Broad Street. Um, emphasis on especially on the Wolves of Broad Street. Yeah, strictly um, the Wolves of Broad Street. <laughs> yeah. Are the Sixers buyers or sellers at the deadline, or is it too early to tell? Um, it's definitely too early. But, I mean, we're, we're trying to sell Ben Simmons, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's really – I think that's going to be the biggest mm-hmm. – that's going to be the biggest thing. 
is just yeah. because if this? you can move this? Ben Simmons, yeah. then you can find. I mean, you can get two, three guys for Ben Simmons, or you get a star. Oh, yeah. Easy money, I mean, theoretically. About, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. How about how about this? If 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 the trade deadline was next week, the trade deadline was next what week. Would you say yeah. I mean the I mean the team as constructed is not going to win a title. True. So we'd have to buy. I, but I also don't see us selling. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not like we don't really have guys. I mean, I guess we could offload Danny Green and guys like that for picks. But I yeah. don't. I I still see this team. This team is too entrenched in the win now mode to sell. Yep. Even if it's clear that they have to, I doubt Daryl Morey will sell this year because. He's just going to look for ways to make this team better, which I support. I support. Yeah, we have uh, we've been in win now mode for for four years, as as Seamus G is saying in the chat right now. So that's and I fully agree with that. So that's uh, that's pretty funny. Win now for four years. I mean, let me think back here now. Yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. I feel like mm-hmm. now though, it's like. It's like it was we're trying to win now then, but now it's we have to win. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the sense of urgency because our window because of the talent we had on the team, our window was open sooner than most. I mean, that was part of why Ben Simmons felt uncomfortable with, you know, the scrutiny of his development was as soon as he was a rookie, he was winning 50 games, which, you know, I don't agree with that. I think that's soft and you know, that's not what we're here to talk about. But so, I mean, we're a 50 win team at 40 to 50 win team every year since 2000 that 2017 season. So yeah, we are trying to we've been trying to win we've been trying to build that team but now we're like all right, we've got we know what we have in certain guys. Now it's just can we get over the finish line? Can we make the right mm-hmm. moves to get that done? And honestly, it doesn't matter what you do. If you don't move Ben Simmons and get something for him by the trade deadline, you're it's not winning nothing. a title. You're not winning nothing. a title because yep. you're just not going to have, you're not going to have that depth. You're not going to have that talent level to complete with a with a healthy Brooklyn team with a with a healthy Bucks team. Because I mean, there's no guarantees anyone's going to be healthy, but you never know. What do you uh, What do you think of this? We got Ed Brown, my my good friend Ed Brown, checking in here, and uh, this is just an a an NBA style opinion here, unpopular opinion. The NBA should get rid of the three point line. Make players score points in the paint like back in the day would be more interesting to watch. What do you think about that, Rick? I mean, the game, I think, is made better by the three-point line. I think the Mm -hmm. game – I I do just because it does open the floor up and space it a little bit. It's just part of it is – I think that part of why the three-point line has caused issues is, A, it's spaced the floor a lot, but then also the foul calls have gotten a lot tighter. So I think – what we're doing now and relaxing those defensive foul calls is going to kind of help mitigate that almost impossible task defenses are faced with. Grant, I also think we should move the three point line back a little bit because guys are getting way too good at it. When you're shooting, when your league leader shooting almost 50% from three, like that can't be happening, but we can't be doing that. It's a lot. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. it's interesting and something that I've never really thought of in a million years to get rid of the, uh, the three-point line, but it definitely is an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it does I mean, take it's, it's skill. Simil- to- yeah, it does. It takes skill. But I was what I was talking about was like, I mean, baseball is going through a similar thing right now, right? Mm-hmm. With pitchers and hitters. I mean, pitchers maybe being a little bit too good 
for uh, for the hitting game right now. Maybe possibly moving the mound back a little bit, and that's why I like your idea of maybe moving the three point line back a little bit to uh, to you know, make it a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's a it's definitely an interesting uh, an interesting idea. Thanks for chiming in here, Ed. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, much appreciated. Of course, if you are watching with us on Twitter, if you're joining us on Twitter, uh, we can't see your comments. So, I mean, if you go on Facebook or twitch.tv slash the Liberty Line, you can get involved in the conversation, much like Ed just took advantage of that chat feature there. We had a nice little conversation. Um, I think that's going to do it for the Sixers. I mean, of course, we do play the Detroit Pistons tomorrow night. You know, tonight, probably by the time this episode's out, if you're listening to it on that Thursday, November 11th. I, that's a game I think we can win. Uh, I'm just excited to see Cade Cunningham and see what he can do. Yeah, that's my it'll thing. be interesting. Yeah, it'll definitely um, be interesting. And just see, uh, you know, get, let Tyreek, Tyreek, Tyrese get his rest. <laughs> I'm thinking fantasy football, too, because Tyreek's been killing yeah. me. But <laughs> let Tyrese yeah. get his, get his, uh, you know, get his rest and mm-hmm. attack, attack tomorrow. All right, do we uh, do we let Seamus G in here for a little Flyers update? Because look, it looks yeah. like he's ready with the uh, oh, with the oh right shit, now. yeah, yeah, totally. It looks like he's ready to go. So Seamus G, hop, hop on in here, big guy. Hey. Hey. There it is. <laughs> How we doing, gentlemen? Pretty good, man. Never better. Give us, give us the Flyers update. Well, uh, first off, I want to start with my doghouse. I know we already sure. did our doghouse, sure. but I'm putting the NHL schedulers in the doghouse. Because it's been about five days since we last played. And we're playing tonight. We're losing 2-0 right now. Has it really been five days? Five days? Yeah, Saturday. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Maybe That's that's absurd. Yeah. So it was like we had an all-star break in in November. So And you all know, I mean, Philly does fantastic with breaks. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's going really well. We have, I think it's 30 shots on goal right now. No goals. So it's 2-0. Uh, William Nylander for the Toronto Maple Leafs has both goals for them. He's had a good Perfect. year. Um, I do want to shout out El Capitan, Claude Giroux. Sure. The seventh wonder of the world. The eighth wonder of the world. El Capitan. No, it's the seventh. He replaced. It's the seventh. He, he replaced, replaced it. You're right. You're he so replaced right. the Tower of Babylon or whatever the, yeah. whatever the hell that other one was. Fuck know. him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Carter Hart has still been amazing. He uh, saves in the butterfly, stings like a bee. Uh, so that's been cool. One of my favorite moments from the past week, I would say, would is Broussard. He punched somebody from the bench and got a bench interference call, and he followed that up with a goal. And I love that. That's Love hilarious. that kind of Philly mentality. <laughs> so funny. That's the dog the mentality in that game. So that was a lot of fun. Love being the Caps. Caps pretty good. Yeah. We can't be losing to teams like the Penguins. Like the Penguins are not good right now. They don't yeah. have a good lineup for whatever reason. They're doing okay, but like it's the Penguins. They're you can't be losing to them. Unbelievable. We lost in overtime. Still sucks. Another great moment from the week was Travis Konechny's like chip shot into the top left corner. Mm. Uh, after I think it was Claude Giroux, like 
missed a little wide. It bounced off the back, and he just had some silky mitts, dude, and uh, <laughs> put it home. So, yeah. Awesome. But, yeah. Gotta so love the flies. Like silky. Yeah, I know. Oh, if look at the stat banner. From... Oh, look at the okay. stat banner for the Flyers. The Sixers oh. didn't even get a stat banner. And the they flyers, don't need but... one. Uh, this... <laughs> Well, the we thing don't... is, like, I don't know what to put for this tap banner. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I could not, dude, I couldn't tell you either. I remember one week you weren't able to make it, and you're like, Yeah, you you can throw whatever you want in the banners. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I got it. And then I was just like, I don't even know what I would even put in here. <laughs> like, total shot percentage? I don't know. Yeah, like, just what, like what they missed. Ah. <laughs> just, I don't know how many free throws there were. I don't know. Highlight Joel on bead stats. But, yeah, those are all great ideas. Yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah. Love the chalk, love the chalk talk live on the air. This is uh, this is a little stick talk. Absolutely. Uh, just real quick that? before we uh, before we end this here, I just got to say I love this team. I love the the vibes with these guys, the Twitter interactions, the whole drip off that they had in the hotel lobby the other night. Just just a lot of like dirty salad. First of all, looking great out the back of the cap. Always. Second of yeah. all, TK's a goon in general. Always. I was just, Always. I was, uh, I just every game he's got a face to make. He's just, he's just got something, he's got something going on. Like so I just, I, I really am loving the the team chemistry that's being exhibited right now, and I hope it leads to wins. Yeah, it's it seems like it's good. Like you, I'm not in the locker room, so I can't really tell you exactly how it's going on but it's definitely been like on the ice it looks great and mm-hmm. it seems like people are having more fun one of the things is you can tell people are having more fun because Kajiru is like actually gesticulating and actually getting <laughs> he seems like a real person like, yeah. he seems like he cares <laughs> about what's going a, on a psycho robot who's just zoned in and mad intense the chaperone Giroux approves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a great photo such a great pick dude oh man oh yeah That's dude awesome. go flyers some great go stick flyers. talk featuring the one and only shame g bring Drop it to a follow please Bing Drop a follow at shame and I guess we just got to discuss the results of the poll we did. I just remembered. So you I tweeted out for the Wolves. Yeah, I did a poll. I sent out a poll. I don't even remember that. Fuck you. <laughs> you, know, you don't even you care. Pull it up, man. What's, what's the poll about? I'm, pull, I'm pulling it up. Give me a second. I forgot Well, about just tell it. me what it's about while you're doing it. Oh, it's about can we steal Bing Bong from Knicks fans. And uh, this here you see on the screen is the final – it was, of course, 37% said yes, 67% said – or 63% said no. So oh, that's – it's disappointing. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. It, it got like – how many people voted? Got like a, 141 votes in the last couple hours, so that's pretty cool. We get any followers out of that or probably not? No, uh, probably not. No. Probably not. That's fine. But, hey, yeah. it, I'm still going to say Bing Bong, so fuck all you guys. I, yeah, I really enjoy saying it. Literally Bing the episode bong. title. Literally the episode Damn. title. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Kiss my grit. All right. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for this for listening to this edition of the Wolves of Broad Street Podcast. This was episode 77. Bing bong. You can follow us at Sam Glavin06, at Ryan Conway76, at Wolves Abroad ST on all social media platforms. Be sure to check out the LibertyLine.com and follow them on Twitter at LibertyLinePHL. Buy a freaking t-shirt. 
Big shout out to Drew Smith and Victor Williams for letting us uh, yell and scream about Philly sports on their podcast network. Big shout out to Seamus G pulling the strings behind the glass, producing the show at shamelessly SG. And uh, don't forget parks, casino code wolves, 69, get your risk-free bet up to $500. When you use that code up to $500, it's risk-free. It's basically free money. No, it's not. Don't, don't, don't tell it. Don't tell anybody I said that. It's not free, but it's free. It's it's not free, but it's free. Seamus G closes down. It's risk-free.